0: Welcome to Blue Collar Love, my name is Samuel, and since you know it's meant to be how I'd be all the time, with love like ours, Aaron, would you even try?
1: I try all the time, my boo, boo. but you know what, all the traps, they're all around, so leave your cares and worries, and just listen to the Blue Collar Love podcast, welcome guys and if you haven't been able to tell we're reviewing an album by bon voyage and what's that album sam
0: it is the january 8th 2002 so this was released like two weeks after the last (laughs) ep we just reviewed um the right amount
1: in an 18-minute EP, Can't Stop Eating, that we spent, like, 75 minutes
0: reviewing. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: now let's see how long we
0: spent on this 30-minute album.
1: <laughs> oh, God. It's going to be a lot because of me and I apologize up front.
0: <laughs> All right, so this is the right amount. Um, I'll give you the stats up front so we can get this out of the way. Yep um bon voyage for those that don't remember uh julie martin on vocals um jason doing all the writing originally i think he wrote it he uh, started the project so he could have an outlet for his more uh um, poppy. softer songs maybe and poppy um, and poppy we'll talk about how that goes this album um on the bass we have travis james of jupiter james fame <laughs> um on the keyboard we have the wonderful Richard Swift we have Terry Taylor on vocal production yay yay and um, this is the part i found most interesting we have Me Ronnie too. Martin on synths.
1: throughout the album I'm not like, just on one i so. think
0: he did all the drum on like he's maybe there's a few exceptions we'll talk about but i think there's not an official drummer listed for this album so, I think Ronnie actually did most of the beats for this album, which why, I Why don't not know. Jason?
1: Because Jason started as a drummer. Why do you think Jason did it?
0: I think there is a couple songs where Jason played drums. Okay. Well, um, as, but, we go
1: through, as we go through, point, point, point out the ones you think Jason or Ronnie. Yeah. Okay. So, this, uh,
0: I think this isn't, we'll have to, I'll have to look it up later. Um, I think this isn't too far before their Brothers Martin project either. So maybe they were hanging around each other more. I'm like, hey,
1: I'm googling out. I think Brothers Martin was um, 2005, but I could be wrong. Um, so what, what's your history with this album, Sam?
0: Um, I started listening to it this week when I realized we was going to review it. Really? <laughs> That's I am. Though it is worth noting since we mentioned last time we don't get to talk about album covers until we remember let's just hit them up front um, wait before
1: you start it came out okay. both martin was 2007
0: was oh, okay it, so ahead. no we're, we're six years away from that
1: yeah five um, four whatever i don't know it does time doesn't matter anymore just go <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
0: album cover with this super simple but this is a simplicity i like i don't know what it is with me I like albums with light bulbs on the cover. I don't know why. Um, I, I think this album looks cool. I like um, the first uh, How to Save a Life by The Fray, because it has a shattered light bulb on it. I
1: mm-hmm. like the
0: album cover for um, the um, uh, Because of the Times by, uh, why can I not think of their names, um, use somebody like, what is their name, Southern Rock, Sex on Fire. Almond Brothers. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> darn it. Someone's going to please put it in the comments. Um, I yeah, cannot think do. of their name for the life of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were they have an al- they have a light bulb on that album cover. I think that looks cool. How so, many uh, light bulb
1: albums this is the, like the only one I can think of.
0: Well, What's going at on least 3 song? I just named.
1: So okay. I don't know. Okay, for me, the album art cover is I like- Simplistic stuff too but it's just I mean it's a light bulb but it doesn't really grab me I don't know what we're going for um, but having a CD bullet, uh, booklet you have the cover you open it there's two black pages you open it and you turn there's a picture of uh, a stark black and white picture of Julie Martin with short cropped hair it's gorgeous and inside there's the the, um, the credits you flip it again and there's two more blank pages of black and then you close it another black page They could have put the lyrics in this. Why didn't they? It's infuriating. Why have those blank pages? So I think that is what takes me away from the light bulb. (laughs) Like you had all this space to put the lyrics. You sang lyrics. Why don't you want people to know? If you don't want lyrics, don't sing. It drives me crazy. And Jeff Cloud, I Love You, Though It Blue, you put out albums without lyrics. If you're going to sing lyrics, why not include them? Not everybody can hear lyrics. I'm terrible at hearing lyrics, and it's like, it drives me crazy. And, like, when I go to concerts, if I don't know bands, and the first time I hear them or whatever, I just can't hear anything. So lyrics are very helpful. Um, my history of this, also, again, it was Jason Martin that came out. Um, I do remember how I got this. Um, I went to a Christian bookstore and got it um, here in Virginia, Beach, Virginia. And... Um, so my history with it, I would listen to it, but there's no lyrics. And so for me, if there's lyrics and songs, I need to hear the lyrics to connect with it. And since there was no lyrics, I never really connected with it. So I, I would listen to it. it. The songs, we'll talk about it, but the songs are, they're great pop songs. So I never skip any of these songs. Um, but I c- couldn't really be invested to them because I didn't really um, um, know what was going on. And then this week, Earlier this week um, it was where we me and Sam were talking to say it's time to review the right amount. And I love, okay. So Voyage is my favorite Jason Martin side project. And uh, I was like, you know what, if we're going to review this, we got to do it right. And so I said, like, you know what, let's postpone it. I want to like sit down really with this album and like try to decipher the lyrics as best I can. Um, because it, it's super important. And I'm so glad I did because as we go through this, my view of this album okay so i don't want to do any spoilers but there's a future starfire album that we're going to review where i just hate it and it turned me off to starfire for a while i didn't i went away for years and then later i said you know what i'm gonna to listen to it i got the lyrics because this album didn't contain the lyrics either and um and then i fell in love with it and it was just like oh my gosh some of my favorite starfire albums and the first Bon Iver album used to be my favorite Bon Viage album. This one is now my favorite Bon Viage album, and I mean, include the lyrics, man. So, so that's my history. So basically, Sam, you and I have the same uh, historical um, experience with this because basically for the last what 18 years, I've just been listening to the music and just like, oh, that's a great pop song. I mean, pop um, album. And now, as we get into it, it it's a little different now.
0: i am i may have to sort out my feelings how i feel about this as compared to the first bon voyage album um oh it's also worth noting the album cover art was actually done by chris mccaden um of demon hunter and i'm assuming um so i know two guys from demon hunter went on to like start an art studio that did tons of album arts for tons of different projects what's the name of the studio um invisible creature studios i think oh
1: yeah yeah oh i see them on a lot of stuff oh my gosh yeah you're right okay yeah so i didn't know yeah. that
0: okay um so i think this was maybe one of their early album art projects so light bulb for they the did. win for me um, they could have
1: did better for me
0: <laughs> well let's go ahead and uh jump into this then you start it take it same I, you started off i will start it with the right amount
1: um, okay the title track
0: title track and it's funny before i read the credits and knew who was involved with this i was like that drum loop sounds like ronnie and we haven't even like hardcore explored joy electric yet Nope. Uh, maybe some years down the road but i was like that sounds like a ronnie drum loop i'm like uh yep yep ronnie martin on sense that's a i'm pretty sure he did the drum loops here (laughs) so
1: absolutely absolutely he did (laughs)
0: um yeah, um, it's a it's a great, fun drum loop to kind of kick it, kick things off and show us, you know, how we're moving different here. Um, I find the Bon Voyage projects interesting. They do two things. One, they um, allow Jason Martin to kind of tap into that wistful coming-of-age sound um, that kind of sounds like it belongs on a CW show most of the time. Yeah. And um, it also allows him to kind of, like, here's where I'm getting ready to go with my projects. So the original Bon Voyage album came out between Americana and the Fashion Focus, and it was like a perfect in-between album for that. This album comes out in between Leave Here a Stranger and Old, and I feel like it probably builds a pretty good bridge. I'll have to, we'll have to get to Old when we get there, but I feel like it builds a pretty good bridge between those two. It does. So um, the lyrics themselves seem to be about being thankful for what you have. Rather it be time, money, friends, etc., And uh, trusting God that you have enough. Um, and, you know, there also seems to be some tension here. And once you sent me the lyrics, I really picked up on this. This album is just full of tension, you know. And this, this song in particular is like, we need more love and less lies in our life. Um, don't let the lives, yes. you know the whatever it may be um, don't let that be the thing you focus on instead focus on the things you have enough of um, and I think within the context of marriage because so far you know the first Bon Voyage album was very much about marriage and I think this album follows in that where it's very much about a celebration of all aspects of marriage and we're kind of getting into those tension years where we've been married for five plus years, eight years, whatever it may be. And, um, we've actually had to experience some tension in life. And I feel like this song kind of sets that off against this wonderful pop background. Um, that sounds like it belongs on a CW sitcom. So yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a great opener. It's, um, it's as far as tracking goes, um, Jason knows how to do his opening tracks and this hits that spot Aaron take it away
1: no I will not I'm just playing okay so I'm with you um, great opener check um, for me th- yeah the line the line lives never give the right amount and then they also talk about our love fills us and I'm with you like it's in any marriage or relationship there's like like you said a tension of I love you and I want to be with you, but we all feel inadequate or have our issues. And so that's where lying comes from or being deceitful, because how could you truly love me for who I am? You know, like there's a distrust of ourselves and others. And so I think this song does a great job of doing that because the right amount what's the right amount of lies, the right amount of honesty to make a marriage work. I'm not sure that's what Jason's going for, but that's how that's what I took from it. Because I mean, no one's 100 percent truthful. Come on, guys. Yeah, so your wife says this is just make me look fat. You can't say yes if it does. You just can't. I mean, <laughs> what's the right amount of lies? You know, um, the opening drum that t- 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 I thought that too. I was like, wow, that's not a Jason thing. And then, and um, that sets the stage for what's about to come in this album, and I love it. Immediately, the band comes in after that initial, t- 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 and then Julie's honey sweet vocals are infectious. At a minute, um, minute one and one second, I like how the guitar stutters with the drums. It's a nice change up. At a minute 11, we get a synth, a keyboard solo. I love it. Um, um, let's see here. The touches, oh, yeah, so, the, I mean, you know, Swift's on the keys, he's doing things. And Mr. Other Martin, Jason Martin, that combination, what they're doing, it makes it turns the songs to such a catchy indie pop song. Um, you mentioned in the previous episode about how like West Coast Friendship on the Bon Viage should have been a hit. And this should have been a hit too. And this is not even my favorite song on this album. It's a three star song. Um, it's a great start. I love it. Um no, that's not much I gotta say about that. What's up next?
0: Um, next up is. Never coming back. Um <laughs> so I, I'll I'll give my thoughts on this in a minute, Aaron. Why don't you uh kick us off on uh never coming back? No,
1: no, you go. I think okay, fine. I'll go, I'll go. All right. So the intro with the Twangy twin, the twangy tinge guitars and the the stem stabs, two, 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 that Ronnie's doing. I start everybody to makes off. mistakes, right? No, I love it. I like it. No, no I was I thinking
0: it. it sounds like it's off of everybody oh, makes mistakes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then so it starts, and then the groove comes in, and then Julie comes in, and at a minute, I'm sorry, the 26 second um, mark, there's like this quick chord played on keyboard by Swift. There's another one at like 111 and 129 throughout the song. If you listen, please listen to this um, album, especially this song. Actually, this whole album and like headphones. Swift is doing a lot of stuff, and in this song, there's lots of flourishes throughout. Um, that's just they're amazing the 53 second mark we get a breakdown that repeats throughout the song um, the guitar breakdown and then at a minute 43 it sounds like a shaker joins the party but it's probably just a weird effect that um, Swift did um, it's just I mean it's like a two minute pop song but there's so much going on in there and like you said it's a tension about marriage and <laughs> never coming back uh so one person in this song, it sounds like one person's trying to um make the marriage work and another person's trying to not. <laughs> and that happens. And I'm not saying I'm not I don't know if this is um um autobiographical or they're writing about some friends of theirs, but that's what I get from this song. Three songs. It's a decent song. Um love it. What do you think, Sam?
0: Well, um, that hook, never, never gonna come back, makes this a good contender for some of Jason's best pop moments. Okay, um, this keeps reminding me of like that Taylor Swift song, "Never, Never Getting Back Together." Just saying T Swift stole this. Um, she she heard this song at some point and stole it for her own nefarious purposes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just a it's a fun catchy pop song um, gives me everybody makes mistakes vibes and uh, I within the context of marriage um, you're right It, it's uh, I guess it's possible to get to that point where you're fighting so much where you're like I'm never coming back to you and then hopefully you come back anyways I don't know these within the context of marriage these next three songs or so confuse me but we'll talk about that as we move forward Um, I have a soft spot for breakup songs though. I, I like them way too much and I am a happily married person, like, you know, have been for eight years, but I just, I have a soft spot for breakup songs. Maybe, um, it's that emotional catharsis for, you know, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be with people, but just situations in your life where you're like, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to deal with that negativity or that person or that situation, etc etc so breakup songs are a good emotional catharsis for that to uh, just kind of have that release when you can't necessarily have it in real life all the time so i love the song it's a lot of fun um it's a contender for one of my favorite songs on here though um i have some others down the line that i like a lot better so that's my thoughts on never coming back so next up, we have uh, the third Marie. Um, I I Googled this one, Aaron, and I cannot figure out what that title means. And um, I can't figure out the rest of the lyrics, frankly, but we'll talk about that in a second. However, the good parts. Uh, that beep at the beginning brings me back to my childhood. That is a Game Boy beep, like beep. And it just, I don't know, makes me happy. It um, makes me want to play like my old, my old Game Boy games. I appreciate the staccato guitar throughout it. Um, I love me some like alt, power pop, rock, indie kind of sound. And this really hits that, itches that scratch for me. However, with all that said, I am so baffled by these lyrics. Um, possibly about the closer you get to someone, the further away they seem. Maybe it follows on from the last track where, you know, They're never coming back, and so you're trying to get closer to them, and they they just seem to keep moving further away the closer you get. And you kind of run into that hedgehog scenario where, you know, if they they try and cuddle too much, they poke each other, but then they try and move away from each other and they get cold. And um, maybe this is describing that moment in a relationship where the closer we get, the more we hurt each other, when we're too far away, we need each other. Um, I'm not sure, but a great alt rock song, um, with some groovy sense and stuff to follow it up. Aaron, what do you got?
1: Okay. Um, so like I said earlier, I didn't really have a connection with the songs because I didn't know the lyrics. And so this was my favorite song on the album. The music just great. And I kind of agree with what you're saying. Um, With the lyrics, the chorus goes, "It's hard to read the third marine. The closer I get, the further you'll be." Yeah, I agree with that, and that happens sometimes. And like, there's abandonment issues. I'm not going to get into any deep psychology and everything, but people who get hurt sometimes, um, there's, um, you get if you cut yourself, you bleed, and sometimes when you get hurt, you have emotional and you develop defense mechanisms, and so. I would love to meet this Marie chick and see what she's like. Because um sometimes people will when people get closer to them, they'll push them away more. And that, that's what I get from that. And um I appreciate that because in relationships they're not always great. And that's what I like about the bon Voyage project, because whether they're talking about friendships or marriage, they um Jason deals with a lot of real um not pleasant things, but real human situations, and I think that's probably why this is my favorite Starfire. What Jason Martin side project? Um, the synth and keyboard with um, the drums um, doing the intros sound like it would be a modern hip hop or R and B song. Um, and then at a minute, at the eleven seconds moment, that sound that's in like eighty percent of hip hop songs right now. So Ronnie's basically a hip hop producer. Great job, Ronnie, producing rappers. I love Jason's thick guitars at the 57 mark um, and other points in this song. The guitar tone and line, Um Yeah, but like I said, like um, it's really um, lyrics to some people, it's me and Port and me specifically. Like, if you're gonna write lyrics, we gotta see them because this, and uh, the other songs we'll get to, this song is just like, Oh, like a, no, that's a nice song. But then listen to the lyrics. This went from like being a two, song, two star song to like a four star song. Like, a, I love this song. It's really good. Like, and then like that, that chorus. I mean, I'm not even sure that's the right lyric. It's hard to read the third Marine, whatever. But that melody and what I get is just the questioning like, am this person, Like we, I think most, if not all of us have been in a relationship with somebody that we're like, man, why does this person keep pushing me away? And like this song, lyrically and musically, creates that feeling of tension, like you mentioned earlier, like, man, I'm loving them, but they're not loving me back. They're pushing me away. What's up with that? So, yeah, I love it. That's all I got to say about that.
0: Man, I wish Ronnie would just, like, come out of hiding wherever he's at and produce, be a hip-hop producer. Um, I know.
1: He could totally like, it would crush him.
0: Well, like, hip-hop is the new rock and roll. Um, and,
1: it has been for decades.
0: Uh, yeah, like, it, it has definitely for the past decade, for sure. Mm-mm. And speaking of which, Dressed in White, um, well, you know what? I'll just say the opening line sounds like it should be a hip hop sample, but that's just what I wrote on my notes. But go ahead and tell me what you think of dressed in white, Aaron.
1: I did the same, um, and just so 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 we're like almost halfway through. So you notice I'm not ranking these songs because, like I said, like I feel like it wouldn't be right because I'm like discovering this album again for like the last like four days, and I will say that the right amount's three stars, not coming back to three stars. The Third Marie's four stars. Dressing in White is three and a half stars. But I can't. I I'll just do my top two for this. Third Marie's number two. And but dressing in white probably is number three. Um the course, the music in the course is so danceable. It's one of Jason's best dance songs <laughs> because Jason's in the habit of making dance songs, you know. But really is it's, it's super danceable. Um, and for me, the takeaway in the song lyrically is, um, "This is coming apart." Never ask why. This next song I'm not sure about. "You're on your own side, so good." Before you decide, you never ask why. You're dressed in white, and so for me, it's like sometimes in relationships, one person thinks they're always right. Dressed in white, meaning you're pure, and I, you know you can't do any wrong, and that's going to make things fall apart. And in this song, that's what's happening. The other person's realizing, this person is not my equal. They're not listening to me. They're in their own side. They, they're they interested in their own mind. They can't do no wrong. And that's tragic. And I've been in that situation, and I've counseled in my job, and, and my family members have been in that situation. It's a terrible situation. And like I said, I appreciate that Jason's putting this in a, in a song because it's, it's real stuff that people deal with so and it's funny that he makes this a danceable song but him and ronnie have a history of doing that those martin boys right um at a minute and 12 seconds there's like a horn sound um it's beautiful and again at 139 classic swift it's probably not even a horn it's probably some synth or something swift's doing um really listen to this song uh um i'm sorry really listen to this um song swift and ronnie are doing some cool stuff like i mentioned in the never coming back i believe um i know it's hard to get lost in julie's lyric um vocals because when i heard she has such a beautiful voice and i think the before this week i when i listened to this album i just got lost in her vocals because it's it's just so gorgeous but if you just take the time to listen to what's going on musically it's a music it's amazing the outro in this song is worth the price of the album alone. It's so gorgeous. I love it. Um, yeah, it's great. it's pop perfection. Take it, Sam.
0: So I'm going to talk about this song in the Seg as one track because you're right. It is an outro. Um. So, like you said, hip hop. Um, <laughs> oddly enough. I'm getting some dance house children vibes. Like flashbacks here. PTSD.
1: Good dance house (laughs) House children though.
0: Yeah. Um, Dance house children all grown up. So, I mean, like you said, it's a danceable, fun pop song, but the lyrics is what drew me in. So, I... I, this is why I said, you know, I, I think the Bon Voyage albums generally are about marriage. But this one doesn't seem to follow in that track. Um, and the reason why I thought about that is when I think of white dress, the first thing I think about is like a wedding dress. Um, also, white dress often, if you look in the Bible or even historically, stands for like virginity, right? Um, and then it yeah. talks about something falling apart you know a, a relationship or a situation and then it goes into seg and or segue is that how Segway.
1: Works? yeah segue segue
0: yeah Segway. okay i don't know why i was saying it wrong and it carries on that music but then like very quickly takes the music and like warps it And turns it into, like, a creepy X-Files sound. Um, I don't know if, like, Jason Marwan was listening to the X-Files around, watching the X-Files a lot around this time. Because that's twice now I've mentioned that. Um, And I have a theory. um, And I could be entirely wrong. Especially, you know, looking as... uh, Jason is totally an adult, so this wouldn't be necessarily subject matter he'd be messing with as much as an, as a married adult. But you know, someone going into a relationship or a situation, and then um, they uh, sleep together or whatever, and then the the they feel horrible afterwards, and like something has just fallen apart in their lives, and maybe even feel guilty about it. And um, it's a very teenage sentiment to have. Um, Under Oath had some songs dealing with it around this era in history. So I don't know if that's what he was going for at all, but between the the vague lyrics and the segue just sounding downright creepy, that is the images I got in my head. And uh, I never
1: thought of – when I thought of dressed in white, I didn't even think of a marriage dress. I thought of dressed in white as being, like, pure, like, holier than thou. Like, I'm pure, dressed in white, washed by the lamb. Like – and so it's like the person in relationship was a friendship, uh, a family member, a parent, spouse, whatever when you're trying to confront them about hey you're you're wrong about this, you hurt me and they're just like they're not even considering it because they're dressed in white, they're pure. That's how I took it
0: and that's fair, and that honestly, from the perspective of the rest of the album, that makes far more sense than where mine was going so. You know, and that was why my initial takeaway, maybe given some time with it, I would have came down around to the way you viewed it as well. It's a good possibility. But it could Either also way, be about what you're saying.
1: You know, Jason, who knows? It could be about his favorite microwave for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> it might have came in a, a white box and he was really happy about it.
0: I'm moving to segue. Yeah, go to Segway, the creepy segue.
1: I actually wrote something for this, okay? Um, perfect segue. I-, I agree with you. I consider this like like Moves On on Leave Here a Stranger, but at the same time, I think this is more of a standalone song than Moves On. I can't separate that from um, I Like Your Photographs, but I can see this being part of Dressed in White, but also its own song. I feel like Jason knew that Ronnie and Richard were crushing it, so he's just like, you know what, guys, do something. Here's a track for you guys. Just go ahead did do it and this reminds me of the theme dromedary that we talked about on the can't stop eating um song it's just as creepy right
0: yeah absolutely it has just that creepy <laughs> vibe and maybe that's just a, a richard swift thing maybe he just likes doing yep. the creepy keyboards i don't know
1: <laughs> yeah but yeah that's all i gotta say about that and then we'll you got uh i guess we'll move into the next song all the traps you want me to go or you want to go
0: um, I'll run off with this one. Okay, go ahead. So, I this is uh, I I really like this song. This is um, in contender for my favorite track. I'm definitely top three for me. So, and it really um spoke to me on a lyrical level, which maybe I'm just impressed because Jason's songs often the lyrics don't often hit me because they're so vague. Um, and I'm enjoying them here. So I like – first off, I will say I like the alt-rock vibe. This is where I think Jason's definitely playing drums here because it sounds like drums unless Ronnie just got a really good keyboard that sounds like realistic drums. I don't know. (laughs) Could be. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: But I like the lyrical idea of a couple has went through a horrible experience. Maybe it was the horrible experience from White Dress and the Segway. Maybe this is one of his trilogy songs that he so often does.
1: Maybe Third Marie was the reason they got dressed in white, because they caused a problem, and now here we are in all the, the traps. Boom. Maybe. Nailed it. <laughs> um,
0: and so now that they've went through this horrible experience, which, if you're in any relationship, but especially marriage where you're so close, you're going to go through some horrible, horrible crap. Um, that's just, that is life. It's going to happen. And now that you've got, you're on the other side of that, all you can do is comfort each other and assure yourselves that your love for each other is enough. And that is going to pull you through. Um, this one sounds like it could have possibly been on leave here a stranger. It gives me those general vibes. Maybe it's just the the kind of keyboard choir thing they did on leave here a stranger a lot. I heard that in here. Um, it's hauntingly beautiful. And, uh, in a way, a lot of love songs are not allowed to be. Um, mo- we talked about this with the first Bon Voyage album, where a lot of love songs focus so much on the positive, they forget to focus on loving through the bad times, loving through the negative. Yes. Is what builds a stronger relationship.
1: Yes, yes, and, amen. Um,
0: this, I feel like this track really captures that, especially moving towards more of a rock vibe. You know, um, rock oftentimes is the uh, the sound of something changing, the sound of discomfort, and it just feeds right into those ideas. So, really great track, Aaron.
1: All right, you ready for a hot take, Sam? Buckle up, baby. Hot take. Hot take. This is a five star song. This is straight fire, and like I said earlier, this song was probably like a three star song, whatever. Listen to. The lyrics and where I'm in my life, because, you know, music is affects you where you are in your life. Right. That's what forms what we think about it and impacts us. And right now, in my life, this hit me like the song, this recliner at the perfect moment. This is in my top 10 favorite Jason songs that I'm I'm trying to cry again. So I'm going to go into this. This. OK, let me get the lyric. So all the traps, okay, and all the traps, they're all around, so leave your cares and worries. It's so true, like in life, there's so many traps to get you into depression, self-pity, you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not handsome enough, you'll never achieve anything. There's so many, but you have a choice to leave your cares and worries. And I don't know, the, the song after that, the line after that to me says, don't go back to the meaner days. And it doesn't even matter what it is, because the, like you mentioned, Sam, about how music conveys, can convey emotions without words. To me, what after she says, leave all your cares and worries, it's just forget it. Whatever she says, it's like that's done. Move on. You don't have to dwell in that. And right now I'm in a point in my life, I'm going through some things, but I'm going to get into some personal things. And um, this week, earlier this week, I was, so I'm listening to this, you know, preparing for this. And it's fall here in Virginia, finally my favorite time of the year. And I'm driving home from work. And, you know, it's the sun's out, but the leaves are turning. I'm driving, I'm listening. This song comes on. And I don't know, man, it just hit me like, There's a new beginning happening for me. New hope. And this song is such a hopeful song. And I start crying. And like... I listened to this song about 20 times this week. And each time, I just couldn't stop crying. I don't know what it is about this song, but... But like... um, Um, no new kind of story and I drive a lot, like I mentioned before. Like those are like hypnotic songs for me. Like in my mind, I just like I can't I hear the music and I register it, but I'm not really listening to them, like experiencing something on another level. And this week that song did this for me.
0: That's what a good song should do for sure.
1: And so I mean I'm saying maybe my top 10 Jason songs, it might be, I don't know, maybe higher. But right now, that's where it is. Jason's so good at playing guitar. like You just take it for granted. I mean, the, the guitars in this is just so amazing. And at the minute 10 second mark, you briefly hear this weird sound that reminds me of the, the all from Where the Ordinary. Um, and you hear that there and it's just like so it just makes it more somber i'm like ah oh, it's such a bittersweet hopeful song like it's not sad tears i cry and it's not even like hopeful like i don't know it's like it's gonna be all right and let's see what else um yeah that's it that's all i gotta say have anything else to say about it. i love this song <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um I think this song won. Um just, just stop the it, stop the review now. I do know. We got some other things that
1: get.
0: Yeah. All
1: right, we got you some t- other things. You good take stuff telephone, you year. take telephone. I gotta recover. Go ahead. All
0: right. Um so telephone. Uh, my first thought is that it could be about um it could be about, you know, Julie waiting for Jason to get off a tour. You know, I, I want you back home. But then um, it kind of goes into I'm waiting for the afterlife. So, one of two things here um, I'm waiting for God to come back for his people. Um, a law, rapture, a very Christian ideology. Um, Or, you know, I'm just waiting for this world to be done because I'm done with all this crap. Can uh, we please just go to heaven and not have to deal with it anymore? Um, There's a lot of uh, weight in those lyrics that are usually missing from Starflyer albums or Jason albums in general. And I think it's some really cool ideas. And I also like that it carries on the rock vibe from the previous track. Um, That guitar intro is awesome. And then at the end, we get into like this cool jam session. And I generally, I find jam sessions obnoxious. Like, long outros are just like, they they can get obnoxious sometimes. But when you get Jason and his comrades jamming, I could just listen to it all day. Like, just give me a whole entire EP or album of nothing but them jamming, and I would listen to it. And uh, this really just keeps carrying on that. So, um, an odd track um with some interesting ideas um it almost feels and this is going to sound weird it almost feels sci-fi like to me um which once again maybe he was just really into x-files at this point i don't know but um another it just continues on that rock five and continues on the decent track count aaron what do you got
1: I'm gonna be more obnoxious. One more thing about all the traps and then I'm gonna move on. <laughs> the part that gets me is when Julie sings and all the traps, and then she goes, are all, when she is it, are all, I just lose it. Every time she says that, of course, I don't know what it is about that, but. All right. So, telephone, great song, three stars. Um, great change up from the last song. Um although the lyrics are sadder than the previous then because all the traps is not a sad song by any it's it's a hopeful song but like you said you're you're either looking you're waiting for your spouse to come home or you're waiting for God to just end it all cuz it's terrible and somehow this is more upbeat and like more fun than the hopeful song <laughs> these martin boys man <laughs> that just it's just crazy to me but this song is like a palate cleanser for me mentally because after what I just heard from all the traps this just like it's like a good come down song like um, on fashion focus after too much fun you have the days of Lamech it's like thank you for that song because it's needed it's a good song I mean I mean I'm not gonna ever skip it but yeah that's all I say about it um Tell me what you know, tell me on the telephone, tell me you're coming home. I mean, how many spouses <laughs> have had that conversation? I mean, again, Jason, the blue collar writer, right? That you can't get more blue collar than that. Like, it, not even just tour, just like, I'm working a late shift or whatever, you know? Yeah. Such blue-collar love. You know, that's what we love about it. that's what we love Jason for. So that's it. I'll take on your side, if you don't mind.
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: Okay. This is uh playful. The playful beginning endears me to this song. Um I like the, I like that this is a slower song. It changes it up so it doesn't get so sane Sami. Thank you. And then um I think this song's about somebody who has faith, maybe in themselves, God, or both. Um, um you never you never say life's all that bad when you think of times we've had. Because we've all had bad times, obviously, but you don't think so. Because myself, I believe everything's a blessing and a curse. There's good and bad in everything. Next line, you'll never be filled with concern this way, that way, always trust. What are you trusting yourself or God or both? And that's that. And again, this is a hopeful song. I love it. All you know, it's on your side. And um, I I like that sentiment. That's good that whatever you believe in hope, faith, love, yourself, God. when things happen, because I mean, pain is inevitable. I mean, you don't know, have to be a smart man to know that. So when pain and discomfort and difficulty comes in, what do you trust in? And that's what the song's about to me. And I really love that. And Bravo, I mean, three stars. I mean, if all the traps and Third Marie were on this album, probably be higher in my mind. But oh yeah, and be what I need. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. But but this album we have. What do you think, Sam? <laughs>
0: Um, I, I think this is another song of comfort. Um, the way yep. she uh, sings it gives me like, so the, the image it pits in my head, the way she sings, the, the opening playfulness, like you said, makes me think of a guy sitting by a fireplace and his wife just comforting him, you know, um, rubbing his shoulders, holding him, whatever it may be.
1: Because um, he, he's got to take over his dad's comp- driving company or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not for another 10 years, man Slow Okay,
1: down. <laughs> sorry, okay But he's still dri- oh, sorry, driving the truck for his dad's company, sorry <laughs> um,
0: So I think this song feels playful in an interesting way It kind of reminds me of Kiss My Lips From the, the first Bon Voyage album I agree, then, I can see that mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, around 116 it it goes into like this Beatles-esque like rubber soul sound where it's the la, 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 la. and um, just kind of continues to build on that playful mood kind of and I am intrigued what it's on your side what is it is it the holy ghost is it your spouse is it something I think else life. i i life. i think life life i think maybe um so that it, it almost feels like a uh, a playful lovely comfort song and then that part gets thrown in and it's uh i don't know it's an interesting addition to it so the lyrics kind of feel a bit chop salad in the end But the overall mood is one of just sitting by the fireplace and, you know, dealing with um, a rough situation in a rather positive way, I think. I can see that. All right. I'll take this one. Um, Be what I need. So. um, Honestly, I didn't even write anything about the music for this. I'll be really honest. Um, It's between this and all the traps for my favorite track on the album, nice. Um, and I think the reason why is had some fun theological ideas, and I just this is like one of the first times I've really gotten pulled into like a Jason Martin lyric, so I'm just enjoying it. Um, <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy. So here's the deal: there's um. This isn't anything new as far as there's an idea in Christianity, and really there's an idea in general secular world, too, of predestination. You know, you were destined for this. This is, um, your, this is what your plan for your life has been all along. How could it be anything else? Yada, yada, yada. Um, you hear it in books, movies. It's a very old idea. And especially around the early 2000s there was this whole entire movement of um, aimed at teenagers where it was like, God has made one person for you and they're meant to be your spouse. And they're the only person ever made for you and um, all kinds of other fun and interesting and honestly not healthy ideas. And the song questions, okay, if we're destined for each other, like God made us specifically for each other, then would you even have to try at a relationship? Do you really love me? Does your love mean anything if we're destined for each other? The ultimate point being, it doesn't matter if you think uh, you know, you're someone's destiny or vice versa. That relationship's still going to take work. You can't take it for granted. Um, it can be small things like a warm smile, as the lyrics say. But if you just take this relationship for granted and say, well, we're destined, then it's going to fall apart. Because everything in life, anything worth having in life, it's so old and so cliche, but cliches are there for a reason. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some effort. And you can't depend on what you think you're predestined for, because the moment you think you are, it's probably going to fall apart. And, uh, yeah, that's why I like this song. That has some fun ideas to run into. Um, and something not talked about enough, um, because the, uh, flip side to that whole entire movement in the early two thousands is 10, 15 years later, when all those kids got married, you started seeing stories online and books published about, Hey, I bought into this, uh, one and only destiny mate and our marriage sucked because I didn't take the time to, uh, actually try. And it's almost like he was predicting that 10 years early. I love it. And that's my thoughts on this song. Aaron.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, so um, I'm going to give a quick 30 second um, review of the history of merit cavemen, feudal time, medieval time, people merit for resources. Dads gave their daughters for resources in return, so both families were protected. Moved on, the eighteen hundred romantic period, people started marrying for a stature, for co-reasons, uh, you have a business, I'll help you. And then, um, like the 20th century, 21st century, it became. Now we're marrying for love. Disney had a part of that. Your soulmate, all those Disney films. This person's gonna be your your best friend, your lover, your confidant, your business partner. Everything wrapped up in one. And that's and there's only one person out of seven billion people on this earth. There's one person for you. Okay, so that's the history of marriage. And you're right, Sam. And it got really crazy. In the early 2000s but i mean in modern history that's what it's been and you're right like be what i need like you know the lyrics talking about like um you know it's always meant to be um will you even try for a love like ours like yeah and you're right like if if this is meant to be then it's meant to be so none of us have to try this horse that's hogwash it's like gardening marriage to me is like gardening you know, you gotta, you gotta weed, you gotta dig, you gotta sow seed. You, it's work. I mean, it's gonna be droughts. Doesn't mean drought periods. And our society, the soulmate, whatever movement, doesn't allow for that. And it's human nature. You're two people coming from two different backgrounds with two different ways of seeing and being, and you have to make that work. And the line, I mean, it's simple: be what I need. So that's, I mean, I mean that's simple, but so profound at the same time, because you can't be the person. And what happens a lot in marriage is that the person's like, oh, this is, so I'm a husband, this is how I think a wife wants a husband to behave and vice versa. This is how a husband or your partner, whatever. But what happens a lot is you don't ask that person. So how do you want to be loved? What do you need? How can you be what someone needs if you never ask them? And so in this song, like, be what I need, and so this is such a simple refrain. But yeah, it's like you got to tell the person and you have to receive what the person needs. You can't assume, and that happens a lot. Okay, I went way too much into the lyrics. All right. <laughs> <laughs> to the music. Um, musically, this song is my favorite. Okay, so although all the traps are my favorite song, lyrically and feeling-wise, musically, this is the best song. It's a four-star song. Um, it's a great marital exploration like we talked about um and then like the, um because happiness is your warm smile i mean it's like oh that's such a sometimes jason like i mean all the traps and now this is like that's such a can you imagine somebody said it to you saying if your wife said hey honey, hey honey happiness is your warm smile that's gonna make your day right
0: yeah i mean it, it sounds like a hallmark <laughs> um slogan I, that it's so beautiful it's so beautiful
1: i'm like oh, God, I'm, I'm such a hopeless romantic anyway so i'm tearing up just it's just i just love that line so much and um at 131 those muscular guitar lines from jason are stellar this this the song is bon viage is too much fun from the fashion focus album It's just too much i mean it's just like jason's just gone for it he's just it, it, I mean, like we mentioned, another the playful song. I can't remember which one, but this one's even more. He's just like you; just feel he's having fun with the guitars. And he's just loving it. The hand claps. I don't know what it is about Jason, but he knows. I don't know if Terry Taylor taught him or whatever, but he knows how to use hand claps. Um, and the last minute of the song, this outro, there's just a refrain: "To be what I need, I could listen to it and repeat forever." Um, it's definitely better than the vinyl version from on Vel- blue. That's five thousand dollars now, um, but yeah, I love the song a lot. I, it's such fun. Um, it is what I need. It be's what I need.
0: <laughs> All right. So I find it funny you <laughs> refer to this song like too much fun, because if this is too much fun, the next song is totally Days of lemic. But go ahead and tell me your thoughts, sir.
1: This next song is totally Days of Lamech. (laughs) Acoustic Flyer. Um, I love all the different electronic effects. It sounds like... Okay, so you... you, We've talked about imagery in this album um, a couple times, but to me, it's such a weird song. It's only three stars, but when I listen to it now, hearing the lyrics, it sounds like, okay... So, okay, Sam, uh, um, you and your wife, okay, you're holding hands, it's sunset during autumn, you're walking through the woods, and you're talking about good times, some bad times, maybe you had an argument, you're discussing an argument, maybe the the dinner you had last night that was amazing, or you're in silence. But regardless, you're in love. And this is the perfect closer to this album, yet again, Jason nails it. I mean he messed up on Leave Here a Stranger. I'm never gonna let that go. But he he kills it here. And this song's such a Valor 100s song. But it's when I listen to this song that that's what I feel. It's just like two lovers just walking through the woods, autumn, light chill. And whatever it is, whatever issue it is, they know that it's on their side. This marriage is on their side and it's gonna be fine. And and like you said, a lot of the I mean the Bonverge albums that's what this is about and this is a great way to end this album because ultimately that's what it's about that's what i gotta say about this
0: so what i wrote is um is this a lullaby for their children could be it has a very lullaby quality to it um and you're right and um, you know just the very quiet moment in your life Um, I think it also, even if it's not a lullaby, it's a a reminder for yourself. um, Even during the hard crap you're going through, during the hard times, you still have plenty of time. If you're breathing, you still have time to get through it, still have time to make it right. Um, And it's, yeah, it's a a great way to end the album. I, I love that it ends here on kind of a dark, cold place where your only warmth is each other is the kind of way i, I,
1: don't, see that it. A, I don't see that's a. don't see as a dark cold place though because and i love that it's called advice and advice is not even in the song at all but the advice is on the coldest nights that's when i tell them that that's is where life begins and that is like you said earlier like like we think in marriage like relationships like It's all about lovey-dovey. No, it's about the hard times and how you come together. That's what creates a forever relationship. And so the advice is on the coldest nights, that's where life, your life together, that's where it begins. That's not dark. That's beautiful. That is, that's what every relationship should be about. Whether it's parental, friendship, or um, marital, that's what it should be about because we're all flawed. We're going to hurt each other, whether intentionally or unintentionally. How do you get through that? By knowing you're on each other's side. For sure, yeah.
0: Um, So, I don't know. I I like that it ends on a somber note. um, I I stand by Your Company. Leave Here a Stranger is a perfect album. Um, Well, it's close (laughs) to Perfect as We're gonna Get. And that last song is a great ending. I love this ending too, though it's um it's somber. Yeah. It suits the mood, and here here's why. I'm gonna give my final thoughts now because it just kind of leads right into it. Okay. Um, if the first Bon Voyage album was the warm, blissful summer of a relatively new couple or uh, relationship, this album is the cold winter that follows when that marriage goes through some really hard times. Um. And ultimately, when that is going to happen, because that's life, like we talked about, um, when that cold times happen, we have to lean on each other. And I don't know, maybe the cold imagery is in my head because like, my heater went out, so my house is like 59 degrees um, most of the time right now, which isn't cold. But if you're just sitting in the living room, it gets kind of chill. But um, I feel like this just, this album encapsulates that for me. So oh oh no Sam, let's send
1: him some blankets. That's not good. You're in Indiana. That's so cold up there.
0: Yeah, I keep <laughs> my house at 65 most of the time, so oh well for me
1: I wouldn't say winter, not winter. I'd say more fall, where and there, there were some like more somber moments. Um no paradise on the first one. So it wasn't like all summery love bliss and west coast friendship, you know. <laughs> um so I'd say this is more of a fall, like where it's like you've experienced each other and you're getting to know each other and you're knowing each other's flaws and you're knowing that because come on, let's be honest. We love our spouses, but there's things about them that annoy us. And that's what, you know, fall is in a relationship. So it's like, okay, can I live with this person's um foibles and idiosyncrasies or not? And or we have money problems, we have kids. We have no time for each other. That's the fall, you know, in, in relationships. And then winter comes. But right now, that's how I feel, and that's the turning point because winter's coming. So, are you going to consolidate? Are you going to br- come to each, each other and know that each other's warm smile can comfort you to this winter, or are you going to go to the third Marie? And that's how I see this album. And overall, my final thoughts is if we're going to do the the, the Samuel. Um, Point system. Seven out of nine. And ninety percent of that's because of all the traps.
0: <laughs> so I'm curious. If you was to break it down, how many out of three okay. does lyrics
1: get? Okay. All right. So lyrics, um, okay, so lyrics are gonna get three. Um, because there's all not the a lot of traps
0: exist. <laughs> no,
1: there's not a lot of vague lyrics. I mean, advice, no, but no, I mean there's not a lot of vague lyrics. It's not like it's, like gold or just stand by I stack your face. There's not a lot of really cryptic lyrics. So um, how it holds up over time is like um, three and musically though, it's like, I mean, it's poppy. So you get two there. So maybe it's eight then seven and a half. Okay. So I'll, I'll do um, two and a half for lyrics. Um, three because yeah, I'll do, I'll do seven and a half, seven and a half. Over. So, Three and, three for lyrics, two and a half for overtime, and then two for music.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did was lyrics, I gave it two. Um, so I originally had one and a half for the lyrics because they were still a bit vague for my flavor. But after talking about it with you, I bumped it up while we were talking, half a point. And I was like, you know what? The lyrics are pretty good. You're right. Like yeah. they, they, uh, they can get me. And I think maybe... Um, They can grow on me over time. Uh, Music, Mm. I give it two. Um, It's just a, it's yeah. Some I mean, good pop. Good pop. It's pop, but it's still so indie. Like, yep. Like, um, if I was to play this for my wife, who is not as into indie music as me, um, Mm. she would be like, "I can't understand what they're saying. I don't like it." You know.
1: Yeah. Exactly. um,
0: So it's it's an interesting pop. It's um. That kind of more... Definitely indie flair to it. But it's Um, not Leave
1: Hair Stranger.
0: No, it's it's not. (laughs) Um, It's definitely not. And overall, I give it a two and a half. I think the themes of marriage carrying on in Bon Voyage is their greatest strength. And, you know, maybe after talking about it all, maybe that middle section of the third Marie, the white dress segue is... um, you know, uh, in a, an affair in a marriage or something of that nature. You know, yeah. that's the wipeout that breaks things down. Who knows? Um, but as it's it's as close as we get thus far in Jason's um, career to a concept album. Um, between Besides this and Leave Here a Stranger. Yeah, yeah. yeah Leave yeah. Here a Stranger is very much a concept album. Maybe he was just on the concept album high. I don't know. Yeah. So overall, well, I give it a six and a half out of nine.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like in so I gave it seven and a half. If I without the lyrics that i listened to, I probably gave this like probably like a four and a half, maybe five at best.
0: Include the lyrics, man. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I don't know. I, I saw someone pit on Facebook the other day. They're like, can we just get a box set with all of the Jason Martin projects? Um with Yeah all the lyrics and all the all the special tracks and i'm like yes i would buy it i would yes 300 bucks for that
1: (laughs) god i would give him my child His, his (laughs) his his pick his pick he can choose either one he wants but yeah so but yeah so this was this week was a journey because this album went from something that i like barely knew existed to like one of my favorite albums and it's and if we hadn't done this podcast, it probably would never happen. So,
0: thanks, yeah, Sam. I, yeah, no, thank mm-hmm. you. I'm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm curious if this album would have, if it would have fared the same without it being cold. Because we're just now really getting that first bit of cold weather for the year up here, at least. Um, I had a little frost on my window this morning, so I, I'm curious. You know, if it it would have felt the same without the cold. Because it feels like it's a. Of,
1: like, I think it's more of life experience. I yeah think I like with most music like when it like when music hits you sometimes like mu- good music is good music, but when you hear good music and like at a time where you really need it like and that's I'm sure you experience that that's like a different thing, you know,
0: yeah, I think um one thing that's interesting about Jason is he allows himself to grow with his music um one thing that a lot of people will say about bands um like I don't know Weezer or MXPX maybe mm-hmm. they they uh, get stuck like they are mm-hmm. stuck in their adolescence when they first started because that's what they yes. were popular with. Yes. Whereas Jason's like, no, I'm going to write about all my life experiences. And honestly, if a 13 year old listened to this album, they might enjoy the dance beats, but they're not going to appreciate these lyrics. They're but not going to really turn, get them.
1: <laughs> but when they turn 30 or 40 and married. I'm like, oh, I remember this song. Oh, okay, exactly, exactly. Just later songs. I mean, albums like I am a CEO. Probably twelve year old is not going to listen to, but it, when that twelve year old turns forty, they're like, that's my jam. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. So
1: anyway, so God, right. did we go five hours? Did we go five hours on this? How long is this going on? Probably. But <laughs> you
0: know what, man? Um, I'm I'm on board. We um, I think we have some fun stuff coming in the future. Oh, uh, we got we'll, some surprises.
1: Um, we got some surprises for you guys.
0: And maybe we'll increase our release schedule. We'll see. So, hey, all the people out there on Facebook, um, podcast land, wherever you're at, uh, if you could do us some favors, um, leave us some feedback on Facebook. Um, leave us some uh your thoughts on these albums. So I'm always welcome to feedback about us, but we we know we're not anything special. So Let's just start a conversation. How do you feel about these albums? Especially stuff like Bon Voyage and Can't Stop Eating? You never see anyone talk about these.
1: Um, yes. It's always
0: gold and silver. So, um or put it in the comments. You know, how do you guys feel about this? What's your connection? Um, do you think these, uh, do these lyrics connect more to you now that most of this fan base is in their 40s probably? So,
1: yeah,
0: kind of curious. Let's start a conversation. Let's
1: talk. We like you guys. Don't be a stranger. Don't leave, don't leave us a stranger, please. So, as so always, I guess that's uh, it.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, guys. My name is Samuel. I'm Aaron. Click. Boom. <laughs> um, as always, this has been a Brothers King Media production.